Hello, you beautiful Broncos fans. Oh my God. Listen, we're two wins in a row now. Okay, we beat the Jets, we beat the Pats, and now we're up against the Chiefs. Ugh. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to be real with you. You may not like what we have to say about the potential outcome of this game, but nonetheless, tune in and uh, see what myself, Matt, and uh, David have to uh, say about this matchup. Man, we break down the players, uh, some of the schemes, uh, the expectations, and, uh, you know, of course, we always have a, a bit of fun. So uh, tune in, enjoy, and you know what? Even though we're going up against this massive juggernaut of a Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the rest of these freaking whatever. Uh, you know, don't worry about it, man. Broncos are looking tight. We're getting better every week. And uh, this is just another chance for us to prove ourselves and show our talents. So uh, let's get it here and uh, enjoy. Fans, Brews, and Broncos News. Hello again, Broncos country. David here, captain of Team Puffball, uh, here to please your ears with another edition of the pregame podcast. I'm here with Matt tonight, joining me from the snowy, I don't know, is it snowy in the north? Yeah, uh, I was like... I mean, I don't know, what's 17 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? Like, uh, like 50 or so in the 50s, I think. It was warm and sunny today. There so, you go. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're expecting a little snow in Colorado this uh, this Sunday and Monday. Uh, or so that Broncos well, game that we're here to talk about could be a little bit snowy. Let's get that factor right out of the way first. We had a snow game against the Chiefs last year. Um, and this year okay, we might have another one. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> we didn't beat them when it wasn't snowing either. So, you know, oh. yeah. So, but it's that Denver snow and, you know, Hopefully, maybe that gives the Broncos some sort of intangible, doesn't actually exist home field advantage. You'd like to think so. I mean, I, if anything, it's psychological, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take whatever yeah. I can get, buddy. Like, Plus the altitude, you know, it, it all works towards the Broncos' favor. But, you know, this is this is going up against Pat Mahomes and the freaking, like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, call it. It's like this is an all-star team. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you've got like all stars at almost every position except for offensive line. They're kind of banged up there. Nicole uh, Hardman can't get snaps in this offense. He's just—it's ridiculous. They're so freaking deep, and they don't care. They don't need it. They win however they want to with the run game or with the pass game or with both. It's absurd. It's, it's just absolutely absurd. But and absolutely and, and absurd. at the same time, par for, exactly par for the course for what we've come to expect from the Chiefs the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. And I mean, like now let's let's just get right to it with Le'Veon Bell. Like, you know, I read today that he doesn't care if he doesn't get the ball much. He's like, there's only one ball to go around and that's fine. Like, that's not the typical Le'Veon Bell we've come to know, you know, with his <laughs> issues with the Steelers and then with his like his clear theft of the Jets money. Like, uh, Listen, uh, it's not his fault. Him. Yeah, it's not his fault that the Jets make the decisions they make. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell is now having played for an organization like that, realizing, you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to be in a well-run organization again. And, you mm-hmm. know, he probably had personality issues with some Steelers people. That wasn't a good spot for him. I get the feeling he's going to settle right in to Kansas City, not oh, make I any waves so. and, you know, win a, you know, freaking Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, listen, like, it's kind of like the Patriots of old. I say of old by, like, mm. you know, for the last 20 years. But basically, like, any player would go on that team and make no noise. They would find their role, they would play efficiently, and they would do their thing. And, you know, it happened over and over again. Randy Moss being the, the best example. Here's somebody who had, per, you know, quote-unquote personality issues and clashes with the the Raiders, and it wasn't going well. And he was he was done and goes to the Pats. Never hear about him. Travis Kelsey like a is a pro. jackass. And Travis he, a, yeah. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's a jackass and he makes Absolutely. it work with that locker room every single day. Lady yeah. on Bell's gonna be fine. Because you know what? Winning does that. Mm-hmm. A culture does that. An establishment that like something that has like a foundation to it does that to, to players. And it's like Le'Veon, you know, he, he's only there for a million bucks, man. If he doesn't fit in, he's out. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got Clyde Edward Taylor. So they don't need Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a nice to have for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. <laughs> Ain't that just great? A nice to have is like an ex, like, you know, all star, first team, all pro. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Good Lord. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, other than him, other than Nico Hardman, like, who probably won't get the field much and they'd be like starters on any other team. Like, it, this team is, is stacked. Let's yeah. not be around the bush. It's going to be a tough matchup regardless. Like I, we can be optimistic as much as we want, but you know, quite frankly, this is going to be a very hard game to win. So I don't think a win is necessarily the goal of this game. I think it's really more about like being competitive and, and, and putting it to the Chiefs, forcing them to beat us as opposed to just, you know, trying to get the win. I expect us to get a couple of stops on defense. Um, when you know on a Chiefs with a Chiefs team that you can easily see score every drive they they play in a you know in a game, mm-hmm. um, so that would you know give the give them you know something to hang their hat on, uh, and then I expect to see the offense score enough points to keep it competitive. I, comp- I don't want to say cover the spread because it's like seven and a half I think, but within <laughs> ten, I, you know within ten. Yeah. Um, if the offense can do that and just progress over what we saw against new England. That will be more what I'm really looking for. Final score won't matter as much. And listen, like talking about the Broncos defense here, like, you know, I'm looking at PFF right now and we're second overall in, well, actually we're tied for first overall in defense Mm -hmm. in terms of like our, our rankings here tied with the Steelers and up there with the bucks and the bears, um, rushing defense. We're number two tackling. We're number five, uh, the, the 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 pat is it the pass rush it is the pat no yeah the pass rush here we're uh, we're lower number eight you know I mean granted we are missing the the best one the best one of us and then coverage we're we're in the top five as well like this is a great defense and this is a defense that I'm sure Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are not going to take lightly no for for good reason because they're you know they will get some stops uh, you know if we can focus on at least stopping the run game that's one thing but then. Right. We always stop the run game and what happens, it's like, okay, let's bring Miko Hardman out on the field. Yeah. Like, good Lord. Yeah. So, no, if we stop the pass, they beat us with the run. And we've seen that time and time again, like, especially that uh, first game in the season and last week against the Bills. Like, yeah. They mm-hmm. ran through the Bills. It wasn't even funny. Like, they have so many weapons and avail and like possibilities on that team. So, right. It is now, what it is. I'll say this. I think the Broncos' defense is clearly better than the Bills' defense on both levels, 100%. run versus run and pass. Absolutely, um, sixth in DVOA right now is the Broncos' defense, um, and Buffalo's 29th. Good lord! Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I get, but which is not to say that any of this gets easy or 
even manageable, I'm going to say. But I will say I don't like necessarily the Chiefs matchup running the ball against this team. Um, you know, it, it might just be that they're the Chiefs and they'll do what they want when they want to everyone at any time. Yeah. But, you know, on paper, I think it's at least a matchup that Denver can win. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Mitchell Schwartz not practicing today with a back injury. They've already had to reshuffle that offensive line. Um, uh, 32-year-old Daniel Kilgore is going to start at safety for them. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, at center. Yeah, thank you. Safety. Yeah, right. Good lord. <laughs> if we can't score, man, on a 300 pound oh, safety, like what can we do? That's like, a good question. It's but unfortunately, question. he plays center. He does play center, and he'll be yeah. starting at center for the Chiefs this week. Um, so I think we've got some reinforcements coming along that defensive line. Um, mm-hmm. Sylvester Williams got some snaps this last week, but you've also got Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker eligible to come back from IR. Um, they've both been practicing. So I would expect to see at least one of them, probably both of them, uh, rotate in and out. Um, Shelby Harris is playing like a madman right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Purcell's getting healthier. I, I don't think he was he, – he ain't been on the injury report today. Um, but he played against the Patriots and didn't have any setbacks that I've heard of. So I would expect to see him too. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think we have the guys up front to stop that um, and keep those linebackers free to flow to the tackle. Uh, what I'm really worried about is those linebackers in pass coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty worried about that too, man. I mean, we, we talked about Le'Veon already. He's a clear matchup nightmare. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elaire is also a, a big nightmare. And then Travis Kelsey's a problem. And and yeah. just Mahomes, man. Like, with the Chiefs um, – sorry, not the Chiefs, the Raiders. Like, one of the key things they did in, in order to beat them is they had a spy on Mahomes at all times. And I think if anything, man, like – Fangio and, and the rest of the defense are going to be watching a lot of that Raiders Chiefs game as to how the Raiders managed to beat them. Like, where are the weaknesses? And I think one of those weaknesses is having a spy on the quarterback all the time to make sure that if Mahomes does roll out of the pocket, somebody's on him. If Mahomes is trying to, to step up, somebody's stepping up in his face. Just, right. just have that presence there. Um, you know, the, the problem with that, though, is we put one of our top linebackers on him we're taking somebody away from one of the skill positions to cover like one of these weapons. Right. So it's just one of those things where we're going to really need to trust on that defensive line, especially on the edge to, to exploit the the weaknesses that they have. Mitchell mm-hmm. Swartz not playing or being banged up is a big loss. Like he's yeah. probably the top right tackle in the league. Uh, you know, so him being gone, it, it's going to help us in terms of, you know, how we can attack the, that, that quarterback. Uh, but, behind that man like i don't know like the the secondary the broncos is getting better it's young is aj boya coming back do we know i I think he's also eligible to return and also has been practicing so it's a good chance for him too um and they're you you know to that point they're getting healthy at the right time too but they have got to be so sound they have got to be in the perfect position every time and even then yeah and even Even you're going to give stuff up even then absolutely you are Perfect position at all times, man. This guy's no look passes in the way. Like I was just watching a video yesterday about how Mahomes literally purposefully runs to the right to throw left. Yeah. Just fuck with the defense. Yeah. And like, even if you're in the perfect position, you're doing everything right, man, this guy could still exploit you somehow. So it's, you know, the key of this game is not letting him get to your head. Like those plays are going to happen. Just let him go bounce back and like get the, get the next play going, you know, that's it. And, and it's going to rely on both of these levels of the defense working in concert because mm-hmm. if, if Pat Mahomes is on his feet for five or six seconds on a play, 
he's going to make a play. I don't know. Oh, I don't, you know, whatever, however good your coverage is in the first three seconds of that play, somebody's yeah. going to get loose and he's going to mm-hmm. find them. And mm-hmm. it won't matter what level of the field or part of the field they're on because he has the arm to get it there. So, yeah, yeah it's if they de- the defensive line has to do its job, maintain the edges and get him on the ground when they get their hands on him. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be one of those fights, man, where, you know, one play he can break oh, yeah. out and it can change the game. It, he's done it through and through his career. Um, you know, I think that, like, listen, the defense play just lights out against the Pats. Which I mean is not the same caliber of offense as as the Chiefs, but still a pretty good offense, man. Very dynamic with a lot of options and possibilities. With like Newton back there as a mobile quarterback, they've got good depth at running back. Some players have been on COVID; they haven't practiced much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I get it, but like still, um, you know, the Pats have always been a team to find a way to win, and they yeah. did it. And I think a lot of that goes towards the fact that the Broncos defense is, seems to be coming together finally. You know what I right. mean? Like through the injuries, yeah. through the problems the leaders are coming up and, and they're getting the system down um so hopefully we can keep that momentum going uh flip side though broncos offense against the the chiefs defense you know i think this is a matchup that you know we can really exploit yeah uh, honestly across the board like frank clark's a pretty good player on the edge but you know like we talked on the tuesday show and and almost every week now um what's his face garrett bowles like he's he's been the best offensive player on our team so far and that like that's saying something because he sucked for three years and now he's like finally like really coming into his own. So that's awesome. Um, And then, you know, on the back end, Tyron Matthew, like here's a a really hard, no safety plays in the box, plays in coverage really well. Uh, You know, but outside of those two guys, I think there's a lot of place opportunities for us to, to, to find some yards and to score some points. Well, and it's not like last year where it was Cortland Sutton and nobody for the Broncos offense, Um, you know, no offense, if he can play in this game is going to be an incredibly big presence. Um, mm-hmm. He's really come into his own this year in the, in the time that we've seen him. Um, and it sounds like he's got a pretty good shot to come back. Um, if he and Albert Okawebenam are on the field at the same time, you're creating a ton of problems for the defense. Big time. Um, as much as like Bell and, mm-hmm. and Clyde Edwards Hilaire can be, you know, nightmare matchups for, for the Chiefs, like our two tight ends, man, that's that's really good depth and that's very dynamic. And then you put in Philip Lindsay. If you got those three guys on the field at the same time, even Melvin Gordon, Lindsay or Gordon, that's that's really hard to cover who covers who. You well, know and I mean? that, like, you know, and, and we haven't even gotten to KJ Hamler, who might also be back. Um, exactly. So, yeah. you know, if you got, and that, with those, if you have those guys on the field at the same time, then you've got speed that can go to any level of the defense on yep. the same play. And yep. that, I mean, if you're, uh, it's all you can ask for for a young quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're waiting for Drew Locke to kind of step up and, and grow in these games, giving him options like that is going to be a big deal. Absolutely. And man, I just got to like say this I love Drew Locke. Watching yeah. him play every, I mean, he's been hurt, he's only played in eight games so far. But it just, I just get this sense, man, this guy, every week that he plays, he gets better. He gets more confident. He's taking deep shots. And like he, there, some of them got picked off last week, but it's kind of like, it just doesn't seem to rattle him as much. He gets frustrated that they're picked, but not like against himself, just kind of like at the outcome, like, oh, it's not what I wanted. Okay. I'm going to go back at it next play. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like, he is in his eight, he made his eighth start against the Patriots you know half of one season and everybody wants to be able to draw a conclusion about Drew Locke right now and it drives me nuts 
Mm -hmm. the, like not so much that he's good or he's bad, but even just the the idea that you should we should now we now see where his floor is and we now see where his ceiling is. We don't know anything yet. We don't know yet. anything yet. Nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely absurd. If Albert O and Jerry Judy and Deshaun Hamilton don't all drop touchdown passes in that game, you know, who knows if he throws any of those interceptions at the end of the game. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, even if he does, you're certainly not going to be throwing it deep. You know, like you're trying to take shots at the end of the game. And I'll tell you another thing he said after is in his media avail availability today, um, he loved the fact that they were calling um, go routes for him right off the bat, deep shots for him. Because yeah. he said, I don't feel warmed up with short passes. Like that's uh, not gets me going. And you know? So that's exactly, this is why I love the kid, man. Like he, mm -hmm. he just has this tenacity about him. Like he's hungry for the big play. Like he wants to show up and, and make something happen. Like even on, on, uh, on camera with the media, even talking about his teammates, like his, he's a natural leader. You can tell man. he, I, I think given his four years as a starter in college really helped him in that regard. Like he's not afraid to try and take over a game and, and to be that guy who's going to lead the offense. Um, you know, I really like the way that he responded to the uh, Melvin Gordon issue with the, the DUI. Mm -hmm. He was even pissed. He's like, yeah, it's like, you know, your, your brother kind of messes up, man. You, you know, you kind of like, you help him get through it and you take him out for ice cream. Like it's going to be okay. Like who says that? Who talks right. like that? Yeah. It's, and I just love that about him. And I think he's gaining the respect of his players and like, you know, this offense is like you, all the players you mentioned earlier, Hamler, uh, mm -hmm. Hamilton, Hamilton's not a rookie, but he's, he looks like one. Right. And, and, yeah. Uh, Albert Okawibinom and, and Jer uh, Jerry Judy. And like, so rookies, these are young players across the board. It's like, I don't know, man, I would, anybody who says Drew Locke needs to, to leave, I would like just, you know, first go play quarterback. You know, and right. Shut and, the fuck up, and then you can like say what you want to say. I'll tell but, you. Yeah. yeah. His ball placement was incredible. Awesome. That third and 21 play with the safety coming over the top on that, you have to put the ball in one spot. He did. Exactly one spot, and he put it right there. Mm -hmm. it, his, and it was not just that play. He was very accurate on most of the day. I will tell you, that second interception, that was bad. That was yeah. real bad. And one thing that goes hand in hand, I think, with him is he does need to get better at going through his progressions. Um, that's got to be a thing they work on with him. You know it's what? Just, that happens like with more than eight starts. First of all, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, eight yeah. starts. Okay, yeah, he's not. He doesn't read the entire field after eight NFL starts. Give me a break. Josh Allen just learned how to read a defense this year. Yeah, you watch him play this year compared to his first two years, man, and he's finally got it. He's changed his mechanics a bit. He's finally reading the defense. Like, okay, that took him a couple of years. Mahomes, he said himself, he only learned how to read a defense halfway through last year. Yeah, and just and the difference here, and like, you know, now not every I think Josh Allen is a pretty extreme example. And you're right, Josh Allen is is insanely good this year compared to what he was. Compared but, to what he was, yeah. He he does not typify a quarterback who makes a leap in year three, but which and if you think about Drew Locke as a year two quarterback, you're thinking, oh, that clock is ticking, right? Eight starts in two years. I you've given him half yeah. a season, and you're calling him a year two quarterback, and having all of these expectations that go along with that. Yeah, he's gonna get there. I really absolutely believe that. He's a smart kid who's dedicated to working hard at what he does and fixing the things that he does wrong. And, you know, he doesn't have Mahomes level arm talent, which is how you can get away with not being nobody able to read a defense. Yeah, right. Uh, nobody does. 
But you compare that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I think he's shown enough arm talent that you've got to be really excited about what he can do if he can iron those things out. And you've got to give him a chance to make those things happen. And you know what, too? Like, you need that kind of um, uh, energy to compete against the Chiefs. You need somebody who wants to take the deep shots to get warmed up to compete against the Chiefs. Right. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Like you can't have a quarterback like, I don't know, for Joe Flacco like we had last year. Like, you know, you can't have any of these softer-minded quarterbacks to, to go and play against the Chiefs and, and expect to win or compete. Like, Locke is the guy who's going to who's gonna be able to do it. And against this defense, like, you know what? Yeah, he might throw a pick. Probably because we're going to probably have to throw 40 times in the game, right? Right. That's fine. He's probably going to hopefully throw a touchdown. The red zone issues, I mean, I hope just having that. Just if Noah Fant comes back, that's another thing. Yeah. Just having that, because we already saw in the Titans game the chemistry building between those two guys um, in the red zone. And mm. we saw it a lot last year. It It'll be a big, big deal if he's back. Oh, it'd be a huge deal. That'd make a, a world of a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, Alberto, it was his first start, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, his, first it was his first start. He, I think he also, didn't he get like 50 yards receiving? Yeah. I, you he know, he had, he had some bad plays. I mean, he had some drops. He had some rookie-ass moments. He's a rookie tight end. It's the hardest play, position to play, you know? Other than quarterback, maybe. Right, yeah, you know? absolutely. But the thing is, your first start, okay, let him get the jitters out. Now he's going to come in and compete against the Chiefs. I don't see him making the same kind of mistakes. He'll make other mistakes. But yeah. you know, my point being, it's like, listen, we can't sit here and expect the Broncos to win every freaking game. This game, I'm sorry, they're probably not going to win, but that's fine. Listen, like, you got to play the the big picture here. They're, they're coming off two consecutive wins, one against the Jets, which, I mean, everybody's beating the Jets, and the other one against the Pats, which surprised everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, on an early time slot in New England yeah. to and win? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. That's impressive. I don't yeah. care about any of the other circumstances. Like that, that really is a big deal. And I hope the Broncos have finally found their identity through that. It's a big um, win. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we don't win this one. Fine. Like, that's okay. We still can. It's possible. I just, you know, I, I'm realistic in that sense, but it, it doesn't matter right now. Cause like, you know, this is about the, the bigger picture and I'm excited to see this Broncos offense get better this week. They're going to make some plays. And it's yeah. going to be exciting to watch, and that Mahomes is going to do what Mahomes does, you know, and it's it is going to be what it is, right? And uh, I just hope that Fangio and I mean, I hope like these guys are professional football NFL coaches, like yeah, they're going to do this, you know, they're going to watch the Raiders film and find out exactly how the Raiders beat the the Chiefs, and, and you know, hopefully try to replicate that, and we'll see what happens. But you know, I don't know, man. Like I'm 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 excited for this game, regardless. I don't really care about the outcome. I'm just more like excited to see how this offense progresses and gets better um because you know we're only one game away from you know being in the second place of the division yeah uh, the raiders are you know notorious for showing up and, and looking really great and then just like crashing so you know let's let's not forget that you know they, they still have a whole season ahead of them the Chargers can't seem to win a game for their lives like they're looking like the falcons almost which is like listen listen with, and i'll tell you just looking ahead a little bit, say we do lose this game and we're two yeah. and four. The next four games, Chargers, Falcons, Raiders, Dolphins. Could win all four of those. Could win all four of those. Those, But but those are the games that are going to decide mm-hmm. our season mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Division yeah. game against the Chargers and the Raiders who are both, you know, if you're going to get 
second place in the division, obviously those are the teams who are going to be below you. Mm -hmm. You've got to beat them both. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Falcons is a team that's vulnerable and you should beat. (laughs) but you know, the teams that you should beat when you're this team, (laughs) you can't take any of those wins for granted. And next week it's Miami, right? Yeah, the actually Miami got rescheduled all the way to the um, to November twenty second. Um, th- originally this week would have been Miami, gotcha. because yeah. Um, but no, it got pushed all the way then. Uh, but yikes! No, it no no. Last week would have been Miami because the week before that would have been the Patriots game. Yeah. So this game would have been the Chiefs. Anyway, and <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. The Dolphins are now starting to a tongue of Iloa. And who knows what I'm how saying, he's gonna yeah. look in a month? Like That's any, exactly, like, yeah. and that team's already been playing pretty decently. Like the defense when they get their their players like Xavier and Howard back, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, uh, like, you, you, that's your critical stretch of games right there. Like yeah. it, once you once we are out of those games, we'll know what the Broncos are for this season. Yeah, and I think you know, like you said earlier, we're getting healthy at the right time. Yeah, you know, players yeah, are, the key players are coming around now. They're finally getting back on the field. The offense is getting momentum. The defense seems to have found a stride. So they just got to keep, you know, that going, right? And and you know, listen, this team with Fangio has been dismantled by the Chiefs last year, right? Mm-hmm. That the game against us in the snow was just like, good lord, it was it was terrible to watch. You know, this team hasn't forgotten that. They know what it's like to play the Chiefs. Right. Yeah. They yeah. don't take them lightly and they're not going to walk on the field and say, like, yeah, we got this or, or be afraid. Or it's like, you know, this is going to be a game. This is like a playoff matchup. You have to consider this as though it's like a big time, big deal game. And I think they will. And and the outcome is going to be the outcome. But if we can keep it tight, we can compete. We can really you know bring the fight to Mahomes and force him to beat us as opposed to letting him walk all over us. Man, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, that's what I want to see. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's again, more than any kind of win scenario. That's what I would really like to see. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. So what's, um, who's a player on the, the Broncos offense you think we should look out for? Oh gosh, Melvin Gordon. And I think I talked about this a little bit last night, but it bears repeating so much. Um, the difference between him and Royce Freeman in pass protection is night and day. Mm. Melvin Gordon knows how to pick up a blitz. He knows mm-hmm. how to stick his nose in a rusher's um, face mask and, you know, doesn't always bowl him over to the ground, but it gives his quarterback a chance. And Royce Freeman does not generally. Um, his his identification of blitzes is really bad. It led to a sack directly on Sunday. Um, and you can't have that if you want your offense to sustain drives against the Chiefs, which you need them to do. Um, so having his rushing abil- ability back to pair with Lindsay, having them in the backfield together on pass plays, that's going to be really fun. But just having him available to pass protect on third downs is going to be super important. Yeah, I, I totally get that because, uh, you know, I think that ch- the Chiefs are going to bring a lot of heat, you know, really yeah. put some pressure in, on lock. And uh, they, I mean, it is they blitz. Is, yeah. I think they're the top four, bl- the fourth best, uh, most in terms of calling blitzes in the entire league. It's and we've seen them already yeah. how this offensive ha- offense kind of handles the blitz with the Steelers and, you know, Tampa Bay. Of course, Drew Locke wasn't in there, uh, but it did not go super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be something to look out for. I mean, Spagnuolo's a, an experienced, very aggressive defensive coordinator, so mm-hmm. he's um, he's going to bring some heat. Uh, I'm going to pick Tim Patrick. I think he had a fantastic game against the Pats. I think he's really coming into a, a, a good starting role, like – you know, he's never going to push out Cortland Sutton out of out of that spot. You know, when Sutton comes back healthy next year, ready to go, you know, Tim Patrick, like, 
he's going to compete for that number two spot. Like Jerry yeah. Judy might get thrown down to the slot for all I know at this point. Like he still has a lot of work to do. Um, so, but Tim Patrick is somebody who I, I think is, is a, a big matchup. Um, you know, he's big body. He's got long arms. His radius is, is very wide and he's athletic enough to go make the, the contested catches. Um, uh, Ward on the Chiefs uh, defense, like he was exploited quite a bit against the uh, the Bills, notably against um, Stephon Diggs. So I think Tim Patrick could really match up against him. And, and he's so far been the most reliable target for uh for Locke at this yeah. point, him and him and Noah Fant really. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's my guy that we should look out for on this, uh, on this offense. How about the chiefs defense? Who's somebody that you uh, you're worried about? Well, and it was a, a guy who didn't have the best performance against Buffalo. Um, but somebody who I think is due for bounce back. Um, Traverius Ward, the mm. rookie, rookie cornerback. Um, a guy, I think he's already had a couple of picks. Um, but you know, played really, really well to start the season, maybe tailed off a little bit. Um, but I wonder if it's a, you know, we saw them go after Stefan Gilmore and not be afraid at all on Sunday. Um, yeah. And I don't think they're going to be afraid of anybody, and, Tyron you know, Matthew or anybody yeah. else in this de- defensive secondary. I will, I will tell you though that he's a, he's not a rookie. He's a third year player. Oh, and gosh. I don't think he's had any picks this year. I'm um, thinking of the wrong guy then. Yeah, I'll you are there. definitely thinking about the wrong yeah. guy because he's yeah. uh, honestly, he's kind of looking like a Sneed. Bum. That's who I'm thinking of. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No yeah, I know. He's actually looking pretty tight, man. I don't know. He's he's uh, he's playing well. Yeah, absolutely. Legereus Sneed. I'm sorry. Uh, that's I, I got their names confused, and my apologies to both players. Um, they yeah, listen to us every week. Right. Yeah. No, I, they're devoted <laughs> listeners. Legereus Sneed <laughs> and Traverius Ward, both <laughs> secret Broncos fans and uh, <laughs> devotees of the Orange Weekly podcast. Oh yeah. Well, I'm certainly they're not listening to Kevin and Tanner's show. Nobody no, actually listens. Clearly, to that. we have the most fun show, the most fun and the most factual and knowledgeable show too. I really, there's literally Although, nothing. Will, yeah, I go ahead. Give it to Tanner, his voice is like he has a voice for radio. Yeah, podcasts, very, very you know, true, very true on that front. So, and uh, the newest member of Team Puffball. Uh, so it, I can't, I cannot slander him too yeah. much. And I mean, Kevin has a face for radio, so true, true. Be quite a dynamic duo there. Just got to get him a couple of phone booths so he can reach the microphone. <laughs> um, so back to the back to what we were. Legarius Need is, uh, yeah, really the guy I'll be looking for. Yeah. Kind of an X factor as far as this Chiefs defense goes. I'll see if you know they may go after him early just to see what he can actually do. Yeah, just poked the bear a little bit. I think yeah. it's a great, uh, great call. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very like boring in my pick here. I'm going to take Chris Jones mm. across. Yo, I mean, I, I talked about Frank Clark earlier and, and Tyron Matthews being like, you know, the top players on this defense, but shame on me for forgetting about Chris Jones, because like, here's a player who signed an extension this year. He's been playing up to, to standard so far and he's, you know, not the best against the run, but as a pass rusher, he is mm. elite. And, you know, he's going to pose a big problem against our rookie center against Glasgow and Reisner is, is also questionable for this game I hear. So, yeah, you know, Jones is going to be a, just a pain in the ass to play against this week. So, uh, you know, expect a lot of double teams against him, which is going to force guys like Melvin Gordon and, and Freeman and Lindsay to pick up those extra blitzers. Uh, you know, the Chiefs I'm, blitz a lot because yeah. they have a guy like Jones in the middle to eat up space and double teams. Right. So, and I think honestly, what we may see is those blitzes, um, thrown at us in such a way as to single him up on Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, 
yeah. which would be a really uh, devastating matchup, I think, for the Broncos to not yeah. address if they don't yeah. have a double team on him when they see that attempting to happen. And then that's why you have a guy like Melvin Gordon back there to maybe pick up that extra blitzer that's going to come through that gap because that guard has to get over there and help him if yeah. Chris Jones is over him. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, see, you know, he's my guy. Um, he's definitely the biggest disruptor on that defense. Uh, how about the, the the Broncos defense? Who who are you looking for to really step up this game? You know, I would like to see if if AJ Boye can come back mm. and be really effective right away. That's going to be a big time one for me. Um, we saw the Broncos go to a six DB set a couple of times against the Patriots, take uh, Josie Jewell out and put in a DB for him. Uh, I think that is definitely possible yeah. against this team. Um, and you're, you're going to want to get the fastest guys available back there. So maybe, you know, Essang Bassey or Devontae Harris get, get some snaps in. Duke Dawson we saw get some, some snaps against mm-hmm. the Patriots. Maybe we see some of him. But A.J. Boye, I think if he's able to return and really be effective, um, against whoever they ask him to play at against, maybe even Travis Kelsey might get that might be a matchup we see. But if he's able to play effectively yeah. in his in his return, that's going to help a ton. Oh, most definitely. And um, you know, something else we we should probably address is the, is the fact that you know, like Fangio's probably going to run a lot of six DB sets, mm-hmm. just given that you know, like Josie Jewell might might like die of cardiac arrest in this game trying to cover like freaking everybody so you know we might sub him out with like duke dawson and, and harris and even bosby bosby's a big bodied corner so, big body you know to see this guy these guys kind of line up and maybe uh, you know that that sort of dime corner linebacker spot might be uh something we experience just given that the way the chiefs like to play but on the flip side the chiefs see that and they're just gonna run the ball more so it, it's really hard to tell what fangio's gonna to roll with um but you know, nonetheless, um, I'm gonna pick. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm gonna pick Bryce Callahan. I think he had a really good game against uh, the Pats. He had that pick. Uh, he didn't play at all last year, and you know he's kind of slow to come back and, and come into his own self this year too. And and I'm finally seeing some signs that like, yeah, this guy is like he's he's playing to the level that uh, close to the level that he should be at. Um, so I'm hoping to see a big performance out of him. Um, we're going to see a lot of zone coverage against this team just to match up against the speed and try to cover as much area as possible. And, and Callahan's a guy who can do that very well. And, um, you know, I'd love to see probably not a pick. Mahomes doesn't throw a lot of picks, but maybe a, a couple swats and it's a, a, a really tight coverage from him. And you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to a couple pass interference calls from this deep, these DBs. I want to see him get physical and really kind of, you know, yeah, the disrupt what the Chiefs yeah. want to do on the back <laughs> yeah. end. Yeah, even if you do exactly. get a couple of penalties, I like you know, that. Let's get them early and let's get them out of the way, but like let's let's still get physical with this group. Um, okay. How about the Chiefs' offense? Other than I don't know, fuck it. Who do you want to pick out of these? <laughs> like, who's, who are you worried about? <laughs> well, so actually, I'm going to go up front on this one and say Ooh. Mike Remmers. If he has nice to play point. right tackle uh, for the Chiefs because Mitchell Schwartz is out, um, that's a matchup the Broncos can definitely exploit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Reed played really, really well against the Patriots. Um, now the Patriots had backups in, but again, we're maybe talking about backups in for the Chiefs. Um, and if Malik Reed is able to get pressure in one-on-one situations, it's going to open things up for Bradley Chubb and Shelby Harris. Yeah. Uh, so, and those rush lanes, you know, all of those guys coming from different directions. You know, I, Mahomes is as escapable a quarterback as there is, but you know, the, when you get guys coming at him from all these different angles, eventually you're going to get to him. 
so, you know, that's going to be really one matchup. I, we'll see who they have on him and if they decide to rotate the guys they, they have rush against him, but that's who I'd be looking at. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm um, I'm going to stick away from the all-star group of like skill positions as well. And I'm going to pick uh, somebody else up front in Nick Allegretti. Um, listen, Nick Allegretti is a seventh round pick. He had his first uh, real playing experience off the bench last week when, you know, Mitchell Schwartz went down. They moved, um, who did they move? I think it was Wiley out to the right uh, tackle spot and they brought in Remmers at the right guard or, or however it, it lined up. Um, Nick Allegretti came in, played left guard, and he played really, really well against a stout Bills defense. Um, and, and just given, you know, how he's kind of under the radar, I think he's a player that, you know, might be able to keep his momentum going, but he's still a young offensive lineman. And we have some some good veterans uh, up front and, and, you know, notably Shelby Harris. So, yeah. um, you know, kind of to your point, not to repeat everything, but if we can get some favorable matchups up front and get some pressure on Mahomes, and, you know, I think it'll be a, a, a big win for us. It'll help us in, in hopefully getting, you know, close to a victory here. Right. Um, so, but, I mean, otherwise, this, this entire offense is – just loaded i'm looking at the depth here and like you know at receiver demarcus robinson byron pringle byron pringle is their third you know receiver on the depth chart right Mm -hmm. yeah and like every time this guy catches the ball he's electrifying yeah and he's the depth player like good lord man it's just oh it kills me yeah yeah it's like when the the Jets look at us with P- Tim Patrick and say that's their depth receiver, <laughs> you know, because man, that cupboard's bare. Uh, <laughs> it's like one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, like we look at the Chiefs and we're like drooling, and the Jets look at the Broncos like, man, if I could just have Tim Patrick and right. Deshaun Hamilton on my team, good lord, I would, our our season would be saved. Like, yep. <laughs> I yep. guess it's all relevant, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. listen, I mean. This this offense, this team won the Super Bowl for a reason, and yeah. their starters are back. And I, you know, I know it's a Broncos show, but like I listen, when you recognize talent, you recognize talent, and you recognize greatness, you do so. Uh, you know, it doesn't I, do any good to ignore it. We're going to be facing it twice a year for however many years go on now. Probably and around fifteen to twenty years. The worst part about it is, I'm not going to get too far into this, but the worst part about it is, fucking Patrick Mahomes' deal is ridiculous. Ridiculously team friendly when you look at, <laughs> you know, in non COVID years, what the salary cap is going to do. They are getting such a bargain on him and they're going to be able to build around him for, for years. You know, and, and the thing is, like, I was reading on that deal because it was fascinating, but like, yeah. So he's 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 getting paid like two million bucks this year on the salary, yeah. and he got a wicked yeah. signing bonus. But like even next year is going to be, I think, his fifth year option, which yeah. is still the average of the top five quarterbacks, which is like fucking nothing and then his extension kicks in yeah right? mm-hmm. so he set the quarterback market with that but in five years from now he's probably going to be an average paid quarterback average yeah and in and in if he makes it to the end of his deal it's going to be a bargain what they're paying him by the end which is ridiculous because normally the end of the deal is when you have to pay the guy all the money and you cut him instead I, it uh it's annoying <laughs> You know, and and like that's why I just can't help but love the guy. He even said, like, I left room in that deal for to sign Chris Jones. Yeah, I wanted to be on this team for a long time and win for a long time. And it's like, well, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like Nick Fangio today said he was he, he was joking, but he said he was hoping they weren't going to be able to re-sign Chris Holmes, Chris Jones, <laughs> and so was I. So. 
Oh, well. Yeah, it is what it is. You should yeah. change teams, come to the NFC with the rest of us, and then just oh. hope to compete, man. Because, like, listen, if I was going to pick any kind of NFC team, it would be the Packers. I like the Packers. Oh, I can't lie. Packers, yeah. man, are yeah. nasty this year. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bucks game aside, like, good they're going to have those games, but yeah, no. And, you know, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers because he's kind of weird and he's mm. like, weird california dude but he's yeah. like fine with it and he's just he it's like he's also he was the magic man before mahomes you yeah. know i i yeah. grew up in that kind of era of football it was where yeah. he was the dynamic passer yeah right it, yeah it, he's he's fantastic and you know something else on uh on rogers man that i really i noticed early this year compared to last year is like he he was always kind of like you know he missed a pass he pissed a lot of pressure on everybody he never seemed really happy and this year man like He's patting guys on the back. He missed a pass. He's like, "Don't worry about it, man. We'll get it next time." He's smiling and having fun. And I'm like, "What the hell?" And he's like, throw like thirty points a game. Yeah, kind of deal right. And it's like, holy, this guy is just has he finally lined up and he's better. Like, Nama can soup pissed him off. The t- oh. he always does that, but they, he got well, I mean, he pisses everybody else off. Yeah, it is what it is. Anyways, let's refocus. We got to wrap this thing up. Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. Let's let's bring this into a close here. Uh, what's your score prediction? prediction i think the broncos get to 24 i think they score at least two of the touchdowns they missed through the air last week and i think they get another one on the ground because gordon and Lindsay are back and that's a really dynamic duo um so i think they get to 24 but i think the patriots or the patriots i'm sorry i think the chiefs still score 30 so <laughs> yeah i mean it's have they scored less than 30 this yeah year so far yeah but i don't think they've scored less than 25 uh yeah they yeah um actually scored 23 against the chargers in that yeah, you know well, week you two nonsense win but um yeah you know that's that's a good call uh I, you know i don't think the broncos will score at least 24 I, i'm just not quite there yet with this team especially the pressure of this game and all that um you know i'm i'm thinking the game's going to be more along the lines of like 30 i'm going to say 31 to 17 for the Ooh. the chiefs um I know, I know people probably hate me for it, but it is what it is. I just think that, you know. I, I mean, if they get you know, to 17, they scored two touchdowns. Like, like I'm, you know, you'd think. So. Listen, I'm, I'm looking at their scores this, this year so far. First game, 34 points. Uh, second game, 23. Then 34. Then 26. Then 32. Then 26. So they're going to score above 30 this week probably. And their points against, like, they had 20 three weeks in a row, then 10. 40 than 17 so you know i'm thinking like a 31 17 maybe 31 20 game um yeah but uh, you know the the chiefs just have a knack for getting that two point uh two possession lead and the only close game they have was against the chargers and they, they came back yeah you know, yeah huge yeah. comeback fourth Absolutely. quarter overtime they make the win so eh, you know it is what it is um he's gonna chief yeah they're you know welcome to to reality mm-hmm. anyways anyways do you have any uh, closing thoughts here on this, uh, this this upcoming game, or should we just go home and start drinking now? So I think, you know, I think we, you know, it's fair to get a head start. Um, yeah, right. just look for improvement, Broncos country. It, it doesn't have to come together this game, but this is the game where, you know, after this game, things really start to matter for the Broncos season. Mm-hmm. So you know, hang in there because we're going to find out sooner rather than later if they've got what it takes. Oh, most definitely. All right. Sounds good, brother. So um, I guess that's it, man. Uh, enjoy mm-hmm. the game this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, enjoy the, the great Giants and Eagles matchup on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I, I can definitely want, tell you I won't be watching that game. No, 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 no. Save your energy for the Broncos game. Anyway, sir, 
on uh, on that note, man, as usual, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Always a pleasure, Matt. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.